Good morning, everyone. Welcome to CF Paris. We are so glad to have you here with us this morning, whether you are joining us in person or online here to worship and celebrate today. This last Sunday of 2020, we'll be doing a countdown of a different sort in just a few days to 2021. Uh, and I think in any way you look at it, as believers in Jesus, there are bright times ahead. We're going to celebrate that this morning. If you would, pray with me for a moment and then we'll worship together. Father God, we thank you today for bringing us here. We thank you for allowing us to gather. We thank you most of all for giving us a reason to celebrate today and every day your grace and your goodness that you have shown us in your son in his birth in his life and his death and resurrection for us god reconnecting us with you we celebrate and we worship you today in the name of jesus and in his spirit we gather amen please stand with me and let's worship
Highway, you're the only. 
hope you've experienced that in your life. That there is nothing better than Him. And if you haven't experienced that yet in your life, it's my sincerest prayer that you do and that you do very soon. I think this is a time and a season that we're all living in that it's time to draw near to God. It's time to seek Him. It's time to look to, to Him and toward Him. The Word of God says, Seek the Lord while He may be found. And it says, If you seek me, you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart. I believe with all my heart that if we go after God, that we will experience that, that there is nothing better than Him. I don't know what background you've come from. I don't know what's happened in your life, different situations that have been good, bad, ugly. As we sang through that song of all my life you've been faithful. Maybe at points in your life you, you think, God, is that really true? But there's been moments, even in the difficult times, where His kindnesses will shine through. He's been with you from the very start. And He will be with you always. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. When you reach out to Him, when you cry out to Him, when you look for Him, you will find Him. That is a promise of God that we can stand firm on, that He cares enough about the details of our lives that He will meet us where we are. That all of our lives, that He is faithful. And that there's nothing that is better than Him. Amen. Amen. Let's close this time of worship out with a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, help us in this season as we move into this new year, as we transition out of this year. Help us to experience for ourselves in a deep and in a personal way that there is nothing better than you. And that even in the difficult times, the difficult moments, as we look back at our past and the moments that we've gone through, that we can truly experience and know and recognize your hand in our lives. We worship you this morning. We lift you up. Father, we speak to our own hearts that we would be encouraged in you and in your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Why don't you greet somebody with a fist bump or a head nod around you? Say hello. I guess it's a little late for Merry Christmas. This is like that in-between time where you don't know really what to say. You feel like you're supposed to say Merry Christmas, but you can't say Happy New Year yet. And you're like, well... Good day, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Got nothing else to say, right? Welcome. I'm glad that you're here. We're glad that you're here. Pastor Corey and Melissa and everybody else that's here, we're glad that you're here. We're glad that we can come and worship together in person and online. I want to say hello to everybody online. Hi. Uh, good to have you joining in with us. If this is your first time you're a guest with us, either in person or online, we'd love to know that you're here with us. We'd like to send out a note of thanks and um, also give the opportunity to find out more about the church. If you'd like to know more about our mission and vision, there's a checkbox on our new here card that's either in your seat back or you've got a link there in the comments uh, on live. But uh, we would love to know that, send you a, a note of gratitude. Also, if you're here in person, we have a gift for you. Um, back here, it's kind of a self-service table. You just run up and, and grab it over there uh, on your right on your right there on your way out there's a little coffee mug in there and a little bit about the church and coffee gift card we thank you and appreciate you coming um, and being with us this weekend as a part of your end of the year rolling into the new year speaking of end of the year and rolling into the new year um, your financial contributions if you're looking to get that uh, charitable statement um, that'll be ready eventually but in order to get credit for that for this year you'll have to have that either given um, or put in the mail before January 1st. So if you if you want need uh, tax credit or you need that contribution, um, then make sure that's in the mail before January 1st. We appreciate your giving all throughout this year. Thank you for being faithful to that. Uh, thank you everyone who's given of your tithe and your offerings and how God has led you over this 2020 year. What a crazy year it's been. Some of you have been scared about giving because you're not sure where that next paycheck is coming from and we appreciate you being faithful to the Lord and trusting Him and what He's doing in your life. We're praying earnestly for the finances of the church and your finances. And we're, we're just grateful. 
we just look at everything that God is doing and all that's going on. We just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for all that you do and continue to do support this church and, um, and remaining obedient to the Lord. So you, there's a number of ways you can give if you feel led to do so today. There's boxes in the back, online, um, on the website, all of that kind of, kind of thing. Um, there's not an announcement video today, so I have one thing that I want to announce as Pastor Corey's uh, getting ready to come up. And that is as we're rolling into this new year, um, Pastor Corey and I have been kind of collaborating. We're excited to encourage all of us to seek God together uh, for the first part of the year. We're going to take a period of 21 days. Um, Corey mentioned prayer and fasting um, last week. We'll talk a little bit more about that and what that means. But I want to kind of relieve any kind of tension that may come up when you hear the word prayer and fasting and seeking God. Is that it's going to be great because we're going to do it together. And you're going to, as we begin to kind of talk about it and kind of share what we're going to do and how we're going to do it, I think you'll find that you'll hear it and you'll say, oh, I can do that. I can do that. I just think it's important that as a body and as, uh, as a family of believers that we can come together and do something in a collaborative way to show God like, hey, we want to make room in our lives for you to change us, for you to shape us, for you to mold us. And that's what the season of prayer and fasting is going to be about, of seeking God. Um, and the announcement that I have that goes along with that is I've created a Facebook group uh, in connection with our Facebook page. And so um, if you're on Facebook, um, love for you to connect to that group. We're going to be posting scriptures and prayers and things about prayer and fasting there. And would love for you to be able to join in on the, the, the discussion there in that group of uh, this time and what it's all going to be about. So that's my only announcement. Pastor Corey, you ready? Good. Come on up. I want to welcome Pastor Corey as he comes up to the stage. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, just to continue what, what, what uh, Pastor Brandon was saying, guys, I, I think a lot of times, um, as with this whole series, we've been dealing with a, a number of different postures that a lot of people aren't familiar with. Uh, it, it, our approach to God, how we approach Him, how we talk to Him, how we come before Him. And, and I think what happens, especially when you hear something like prayer and fasting, um, it really immediately just sounds like that far right-wing crazy fanatic that you once knew that demanded that you have to like give up everything in your life, otherwise you weren't going to you know, please God. <laughs> Look, that's not fasting. I think we've, we've missed the idea of what fasting is. Some of you uh, celebrate Lent. And what it is, it's just this idea of I'm giving up something, but for not that giving up something gets me closer to God by any means, but it's just this idea of, of something that I would normally do during my day. Whenever I go to do that, it reminds me, oh yeah, you know what, today, today I'm going to use that time just to say, God, I thank you. It really is just completely simple, but sometimes we just kind of... Uh, we take it to the extremes and, and we live life as if God somehow is, is demanding of us certain things. And so then we then approach God in that same manner. We only approach God when we have to have something, when we're demanding something. So now I've got to put in the extra work. I've got to put in the extra time. But that's not what it is. God's a dad. He's a father who just wants to love his children. He wants to know that he's needed. He wants to know that he's loved too. And, and, and in my life, I talked about this through our posture series. There's times where, where I just come before God. And, and for me, myself, when my kids come up to me and they're like, Daddy, whenever my kids approach me, it, it, it changes things. I can be adamant about, okay, you know, today I'm not going to do this, this, or this. And then one of my kids will come, Dad, I, I was really hoping today that I'd get to do this. And immediately my heart goes, okay, I'm going to set aside my studying that I, I was going to do. I'm, I'd set aside this time for studying, but I'm going to put this down because my heart bleeds for my kids. So the same, God's heart just bleeds for ours. And he just wants his kids, his children to say, Daddy, I need you. Um, I, I want to wrap up our, uh, our posture series today. And... Uh, I, I want to do this. We've done a, a number of different postures. We, we talked about the lifting of hands. We talked about the uh, 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 kneeling before God. We, we, all, all these different things that are s somewhat foreign, somewhat different to some of us. And, and for some of us, if you grew up under certain denominations, it's, it's more natural. It's more easy. But every single one of them, as we look through Scripture, there's, there's reason behind these postures. There's reasons that, that we should approach God and just say, God, I, I need you right now. It's not weird, it's not fanatical, it's just this heart that, that says, God, I, I, it's a cry from our hearts. 
Today, I want to talk about a pasture, a posture, excuse me, that most probably won't think of as a form of worship. But I, I truly believe that this will connect your soul intimately with God in ways that, that sadly many of you have probably been afraid to experience. Uh, today, what I want to do is, is talk about pouring out our hearts. Pouring out our hearts. And, 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 and that can even come across religious. It can, it can sound like, okay, I'm going to come before, oh God, my Father. But what I'm talking about is, is a cry from the depths of our soul. It, it, it's this pleading. It's this, it's this release of, of anger. It's this release of love. It's this release of every emotion that we sometimes try and bottle within. It's just this, this pouring out of our heart before God. I'm talking about being real with God. From within your, your innermost depths, just, just being real with him. And sometimes, like I said, just because of upbringing, sometimes just sheer ignorance, we don't know that we can approach God like this. Um, I, I'll, I'll classify, if you will, for, for today's message, three types of people. There's those that may have walked in today and, and you feel blessed, like your heart is just be beaming with gratitude. And for you, that, this is going to be easy to be able to come before God and say, God, I thank you. I give you, I uh, mean, you are everything to me. God, I, I, you can pour out your heart. It's going to be easier for you. There's going to be a, a second uh, area of people that, that it, you're, you're right now, life is just kind of plateaued. It's not really good. It's not really bad. It just is. And for you, I would encourage you to worship God because he's good, even though right now nothing really may be in your life. But then there's a third area of people, and I think we all tend to fall into this third category a lot of times, and that's those who are dealing with the difficult season. Here we are, we're, we're wrapping up 2020. For those of you guys tuning in online, great to have you too. And, and, and for those of you here, what we're doing is, is we're ending the year. And 2020 has kind of been one of those years, uh, you just kind of want to wad them up and you throw it over and say, let's do a do-over. Can I take a mulligan? Whatever it is, let's, let's redo it. It's, it's been difficult. And then compounding, insult to injury. It just seems to kind of, there's something new every day, something else that keeps coming up. I believe that this message today is going to speak directly to you. There's some of you that feel very alone this year, this season. For some, some someone was there last year and, and, and not this year, and, and all of a sudden you ache this year. Others of you, you're afraid. There's so much uncertainty. I, you flip on the news, and depending on what news channel you turn on, you're going you're gonna to find something else that's, that's, that's uh, man, just going to completely ruin your day. Others of you, financially, you realize, man, you're in the middle of tough times, hard times. And today, I want to encourage you. I want to give everyone the opportunity today to, to pour out your heart. Again, at the end, like we've done these last three weeks, I'm going to have the worship team come up. And, and I truly pray that each and every individual here, number one, will realize they can just come before God honestly. But then as well in doing so, well, I don't want to give you all my points yet. But as Brandon even said, the scripture says that he will draw near to those who draw near to him. That's who he is. And so this year, as, as, we, as we dive into this series this next week, all of these are just, just approaching God and saying, God, look, thy, your will be done. Father, we want you. We, we want to come before you, Lord, and we just want to trust your purpose. We want to trust in you. I, I want to start with uh, a couple different a couple different scriptures real quick, and, and all of these are out of Psalm and, and uh, out of the Psalms and, and written by David. Um, but these were all written at uh, very low points in David's life. Um, David experienced, I mean, massive highs. As a young kid, remember, he was, he was anointed king of Israel when, when there was another king still there. But, but this young boy was anointed king, and as such, he started going into battle. He, went into ba he was initially kept away from battle, but, but then he's, he went to go feed his brothers in battle, and all of a sudden, he's the one that defeats Goliath. And, and then from there, there were just these accolades and accolades, different things, so much so that the people would sing his praises over the king. King Saul has killed his thousands, but David, David has killed his ten thousands. 
This is God's anointed. This is the man of the hour. This is who God wants to use. And then throughout David's uh, life, there was a series of things that happened, different situations and things come up so much so that, that the people stopped singing his praises and started seeking to kill him. Talk about a turn of events. His own family sought to kill him, sent armies after him to kill him. I want to pick up in, in Psalm 142, and listen to this as David writes. David says, I pour out my complaints before him. I tell him all my troubles. He's not coming before God saying, oh, God, life is wonderful. You're so wonderful. Be blessed, or blessed, I think you have to say, be, be thou blessed, it, it. No, man, it's just this gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching saying, God, I'm, I'm pouring out my complaints. I'm going to tell you all my troubles. My life is difficult. Wherever I go, my enemies, they've set traps for me. I, I look for anybody, for someone to come and help me, but no one, no one gives me a passing thought. No one will help me. No one cares a bit about what happens to me. It's this lament, this just heart cry before God, pouring out his complaint before God. And then look at this, and then he says, then I pray to you, O Lord. I say that you are my place of refuge. You are all I really want in life. You are my place of refuge. He, he uses this same line in Psalm 62, verse 8. Look at here with me. In Psalm 62, he says, O my people, trust in the Lord at all times, and then pour out your heart to him. Cry from the depths of your soul to God, for God is our refuge. I did a little bit of just research looking into what, what he was talking about when he says place of refuge, God is our refuge, and, and uh, there was a thing called, so there were, okay, without getting into all, there was, there was 48 um, Levitical cities. Of these, the 48 Levitical cities, I believe that there were six that were known as a place of refuge. There were six cities in David's time that were a place of refuge, and this, what it literally meant is that if you were, if you had killed somebody, you could go to this city, you could, you could have a, it was a safe place. It was a safe place where anybody could go. It, it, and, and we see it here in David's words. It was just this, this place where you, when you were in trouble, you could go here and you would feel safe. I, uh, <laughs> I debated on this really, really hard. So as kids, we all have safe places. For me, the day I was born, I was, I was given baby. This is baby. Um, at one point in middle school, I changed her name to Jennifer, but it, <laughs> it's, it's baby. We, we let Jennifer go. Um, but this was, this was my, this was, this was kind of like my safe place. I, I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, I slept with it for a long time. I did. Um, and it, the more I talk about it, the weirder it sounds. Like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> wow, you had issues. Uh, but I, it was, it was just, it was comfort. I could go to bed at night, and I mean, look, I went off to Bible college with this thing. I lived at a boy's home and had this, my baby. <laughs> it was my safe place. I came home one day to find out that one of my fellow roommates, Pit Bull, had mistreated baby. <laughs> this is baby. And, and what happens in life, guys, is, is we, uh, yeah, I've, I've given her a couple makeup lifts, and I've, I've recolored her nose and eyes and mouth, and she's had stitches a few times on the back. I'm going to keep baby over here. We're going to keep her out. She can watch me today. Um, but the, it's just, it was, for me, it was a safe place. Don't fall. Um, and I think there's a lot of us that have that. For, for some, it eventually, what it ends up being is, is your, your mom or dad for some. It's just a place where you know you can go and you can hold on to. Uh, we had, uh, we had uh, our, uh, our family in, Melissa's family from Kansas and from Tulsa were in, and uh, Tulsa's still in the house here today. And, but uh, I, I was amazed at watching some of these, these little kids um, from our, our relatives, our, our cousins in, in Kansas, and, and how what they'll do is, is you'll see a baby, and what they'll do is, is they'll, they'll stay close to mom and dad. And if all of a sudden somebody approaches, it's real quickly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to my safe place. I'm going to go somewhere where I can hold on to. It's a place where we feel comfortable. 
It's a place where, where, where we're, we're okay with, with letting it all out. We're okay knowing that here I'm safe. Here, everything's okay. The world is crazy. It's turned upside down. But, but here, here, I'm okay. I'm okay here. What David is saying is that's who God is. God, God is our safe place. God is our, our refuge. Call out to him. Pour your heart out before God. God loves to be needed by you. We are his children. He loves to be needed. He already knows everything about you. You don't have to sit there and hide it like, you, like oh, I, I, I let out a curse word over here. I, I, can't, I can't do that over here because now I'm talking to God and he's going to hear it. God heard it. <laughs> be real with him. Be real with him. He can handle your cry for help. Today what I want to do in, in giving you the chance to, to pour out your heart uh, I, I want to give you a couple things to think about because the, it is a posture. It, it is an element. You can't just, just dump it. it. There's something about pouring out your heart that then changes your life completely. And, and so two things that I want to go over. The first that I want to talk to you about is as you pour out your heart, what you have to do is remember where God's brought you from. Remember where God's brought you from. I, I want to look at Psalm 42. Now, this particular psalm, uh, people believe that it was written, or scholars believe it was written by David during the time when his son Absalom was, was chasing him to kill him. You know, as, as sons do. His son had rebelled against him, but so much more than just that, insult to injury, there was that the people had, had turned against David as well. The people had, had started rejecting him. They believed that God had turned, God had taken his hand off David as well. He's at a very low point, and I want to pick up in verse 3. It says this. My tears have been my food day and night. My tears have been my food day and night. Man, I, I wonder how many here have cried themselves to sleep, hurting, feeling alone. He continues, as if my tears being my food, my, my, everything that I do day and night isn't enough. People, people say to me all day long, and where is your God? Oh, anointed one, you have fallen. God doesn't care about you anymore. God's taken his hand off of you. You're no longer God's chosen. You're obviously outside of the will of God. And it was this ostracizing, this kicking, this, this, this red letter, if you will. If you're serving God, David, then why is all this happening in your life? He continues on in verse 4. David says this. He says, these things I remember as I pour out my heart. These things I remember as I cry out to you, God. These things I remember as I ache within. I remember how before I would stand with the throngs of people and together we would gather together and worship. Together we would, we would go down with this, in, this, in this massive procession to the house of God. I remember these uplifting moments where together we would join in chorus. We would sing giving thanks the sounds of such great celebration. He starts remembering back to these moments. He starts remembering back to the faithfulness of God. And then, and then as he's doing this, you can hear the, the gears start to shift within his own mind from this, this cry where he starts off, as a deer pants for water, so too my soul longs for you, God. All of a sudden, he switches and he says, because I remember these things, why? Why, why my soul? Why are you so discouraged? Why, why is my heart so sad? Put your hope in God, David. Come on, get with it. Put your hope in God, for yet I will praise him. My Savior, my God, now I am deeply discouraged. Right now in the, in the physical, in the natural, I feel deeply discouraged, but I will remember you. I will remember. Look, every now and then, sometimes you just, sometimes you got to preach to yourself. Sometimes you got to recall the faithfulness of God. These things I remembered as I poured out my soul. Put your hope in God. I do. I really pray. I hope you, you have the opportunity today just to, to cry out to God. Just to, to pour out before him. To say, look, God, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get this. This doesn't make any sense. Why, why aren't you doing what I think that you could or, or even better yet what I know you should? Why aren't you, God? 
But as you do, I encourage you to remember the faithfulness of God throughout your past. He's always been there for you. There's another great example in Lamentations 3 about Jeremiah. And and Jeremiah, man, he he too, he's been through it. And for, in Lamentations 3, you can go back and read the first 20 verses. It's just this this lament. Uh, He's fallen hard on hard times. and, And he even says to himself, I am a man who has seen much affliction. For some of you, You may cry out and say, God, why aren't you doing what I want you to do in my marriage? God, I I don't even know if my marriage is going to make it. I don't know if if this is going to work. This was supposed to be for better or for worse. And now, God, it just looks like a whole lot of worse. You may cry out, God, financially, I'm a wreck. I don't know if I can make, make food on the table for my family tomorrow. If something doesn't happen soon, I don't know where we're going to end up. You may cry out to God on on behalf of your kids, on behalf of your children. God, I can't can't believe they continue to do what they do, Lord, but but I pray you have mercy on my kid. You cry out honestly before God. I I think a lot of times, for most of us, we've grown up thinking somehow that that's disrespectful. God already knows your heart. You have permission just to say it like it is, to cry out to him. And that's what, in Lamentations 3, we we pick up, this is what Jeremiah does, the first 20 verses, he's just lamenting. I pick up in verse 19, it says this, the thought of my suffering and my homelessness. Another, Another translation uses the word, my afflictions. It's bitter beyond words. I can't even put this into, I can't describe this in words, how terrible this is, God. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. This pain that I feel right now, this hurt, it hurts more than anything. But then in verse 21, look what happens. In the middle of this desperate cry from the depths of his soul, he says, Yet this I remember. Yet this I remember, and therefore I have hope. The faithful love of the Lord keeps us from destruction. His mercies never cease. They are new every morning. And then as the scripture continues, as he continues to write, man, it, you, you see this switch. He's, he's talking about God, and then now he's, he's talking to God. Great, God, great is your faithfulness. Lord, you are my inheritance, and, and I have hope in you, Lord. Guys, sometimes it's, it's just it's this process. It's this cry from the depths of your soul, but in doing so, it's this thinking back and, and remembering what has he brought me through? What has he... Man, remember the faithfulness of God. Get lost in the presence of God as you cry out to him. Think back when you called on him and he forgave you. The weight of sin that was lifted. Remember that time when, when he answered a prayer and you know there was no other way other than God and God alone that, that this prayer could happen, and it happened. And, and in your mind, man, you know, you know, you know that there's a God. Everything in life will continue to try and twist it and deceive it on you, but in your mind, you can go back to that moment. Look back and praise God for his faithfulness. Remember when he healed the relationship when you thought there was no way. Remember this, because of your faithfulness, I still have hope. Remember the time when you were hurting, when you were alone, and maybe, maybe you opened up the Bible and, and all of a sudden the verse that you had read however many times before this time just, just came alive. It meant something different to you. All of a sudden, everything was new. It was like it was just for you. Or or maybe think back to that one time you were in church and and you heard that one message and, man, it just felt like it was you and God alone that day. That message was, was just for you. Think back to these moments where God has shown his faithfulness in your life. Cry out to him, but let it turn to worship, even though you don't understand. And, and, And truthfully, you'd have it any other way. You'd have it any other way. But, man, remember the faithfulness of God from your past. That's the first thing that you have to do is, is, is we're pouring out our hearts, is remember. But then the second thing is remembering, oh, so that's the first, remembering where God's brought you from. The second thing is as you pour out your heart to God, trust God's purpose for tomorrow. 
Now look, I, quite honestly, I, I've now done a, a purpose series, a trust his purpose series, and then the posture to trust his purpose series. Like if you haven't got it by now, this is, this is time to grab hold. Let's go. Can you trust him for your tomorrow? Psalm 102, uh, it, it's not known for certain who the, the writer is. But the description of it in my Bible said this. This is a prayer of one who's overwhelmed with trouble. It's an afflicted person who has grown weak and pours out a lament before the Lord. And, and as I read through some of this, man, I, I pray that you would just listen to the honesty. Listen to the sincerity that just pours out from the depths of this writer's heart. Picking up in verse 1, Psalm 102, verse 1, it says this, Lord, Lord, hear my prayer. Lord, listen to my plea. Don't turn away from me in my time of distress. God, now, bend down and listen. Answer me quickly when I call to you. For my days, my days disappear like smoke and my bones burn like red hot coals. My, my heart is sick. It's withered like grass and, and I've lost my appetite. Because of my groaning, I'm reduced to skin and bone. And then look at this, picking up in verse 7. He says, I lie awake. I can't sleep. My mind is so heavy at night. I, I become like a bird alone on a roof. My enemies, they, they taunt me day after day. Every day they mock and they curse me. I eat ashes for food. My, my tears run down into my drink. My life passes as swiftly as the evening shadows. I am withering away like grass. You can hear the turmoil in his voice. In the writer's voice, you can hear the anguish, the distraught, whatever this, this, this person has gone through, whatever they, this, this nation has been through, whatever has just happened, it, it's reduced them to where they, they, they can't even function. Like it's just left them empty. But then look what happens in verse 12. In verse 12, all of a sudden, there's three words that, that just completely change everything. But you, Lord... But you, Lord, will sit on your throne forever. But you, Lord, your fame will endure to every generation. My life, my life right now, it's falling apart. But you, Lord, I'm crying out from the depths of my soul. But you, Lord, I don't understand. But you, Lord, you're faithful. I, I don't have the ability to do this, God. But you, Lord, you do. You're powerful. I feel all alone. But you, Lord, you're my comfort. You're with me. Never leave me. Never forsake me. I, I truly pray that some of you today have a but you, Lord, moment. And these moments, these but you, Lord, these recognition moments happen, uh, they come about when we pour out our heart, when we're real with God. You're going to complain. You're going to be honest. But at some point, you push through the pain to the point of praise. At some point, you got to push past the complaining. You're not getting anywhere sitting in it. God, I don't get this. I don't understand, but you, Lord, are faithful to me. You've never failed me. I know you're going to take care of this too. God, I don't understand. I, I wish it were any other way, but you, Lord, you're still in charge. But you, Lord, you, you, your plans are, are to bless, to, to prosper, to not to harm. It's, it's to give them a hope and a future, Lord. I, I know this is your desire for us, Lord. I know, Lord, that you're working in all things to bring about good for those, Lord, who, who seek after you. As I, as I close this morning, I'm going to have the, the band come up and start playing. Guys, look, no doubt, 2020 has been a crazy year. For some of you, it's, it's been a difficult year. It's been tough. But to, to end this year, to start fresh in 2021, it begins by pouring out your heart. Remember where God's brought you from and, and, then, and then just trust his purpose for tomorrow. I look back at times in my life, 
And I look back at them now at the moment when I, when I was in them, as I look back at them, I didn't think there was a way out. I didn't think there was any way out. I didn't think I was going to survive some of these moments. Some of these moments were dark. And yet now I look back at every single one of them and, and I can see God's purpose, God's plan at work the whole time. In the middle of my cries of desperation, in the middle of my anguish and my pain, I, I can see that God was right there. The only reason I survived it was, it was a God that was holding me up. Some of you have lost someone this year and it hurts. I would dare say it's the worst thing imaginable. But I encourage you to cry out to God. Push through the pain to a place of praise. Where all of a sudden in your own life you can say, but you, Lord, you never leave me. You never forsake me. You may feel rejected this morning. You may feel shunned. With all the crazy this year, it's insane that to think that maybe people have walked out of your life. No answers, no reasons, just, just see you. And it does, it hurts. You feel rejected, but you, Lord. But you, Lord, I know you'll never leave me. God, I know you'll never forsake me. For some here, there's, there's health issues, a doctor's report. In those moments when you get that phone call, those moments when you read that line, man, it, it, it breaks you. It breaks you inside, but, but you push through that pain to the point where you say, but you, Lord, you've not given me a spirit of fear, Father, but you've given me a, a, a power, a love, and a sound mind, Lord Jesus. I know you're my healer. I know you're the name above every name, God. You, you plead, you, you cry out, you pour your heart out before God, but, but at some point, because you know who God is, you stop pleading and you start praising. In the middle of your cries, suddenly you realize who it is you're talking to. And you realize how much he cares for you. He's your safe place. He's your refuge. He's close to the brokenhearted. Guys, push through the pain to, to the point of praise, and, and out of your pain, I promise you'll find the ability to praise. Not because your life feels good. I'm not saying we come in here and, oh God, I praise you because everything's wonderful today. No, 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 I'm saying, God, I praise you. Because despite this, Lord, I know that you're faithful. I know that you're good. Pour out your heart to God. He can handle it. He longs to be needed by his children. I, I think we forget that. Some of us, sadly, may have grown up in a situation where we don't understand that fatherly role. But if ever an example of the perfect father could be given, it's, it's God. It's, it's this heart that wants to bless his children and yet wants his children to come running up to him. And, and when you can picture that perfect father, son, father, daughter moment, all of a sudden you, you, you start to grasp who God is and how much he loves you and what, what he would do just for you. Come tell him how it hurts. Yet I remember this, therefore I have hope. God has always been faithful in the past. He's, he's good. I know he's good right now in the present, and therefore I can trust him with my future. I want to give us a moment just to cry out and worship. And for, for the, the three types of people, if your life is good right now, man, stand up and let's, let's just worship and praise. That's awesome. If life is mundane, you don't know what to make of it right now, I, I encourage you. Worship Him because He's worthy of it. 
And when scripture says he will draw near to those who draw near to him, man, I, I promise you, you come before him in an act of worship, whether you're kneeling before him, you're, you're lifting your hands before him, you're, you're presenting your gift before him, what, how, just coming before him just to say thank you, not, not because you need something, not because you want something, but, but just because he is. You, you say, God, I love you. And today, if you're hurting, if you're here this morning and, and you, you feel alone, there's there's thoughts that are battling in your mind it's this constant up and down all the things going on inside your head cry out to man from the depths of your soul I pray that you just cry out to God this morning God can handle it and I promise you he cares and as you do the beauty is as you do in the middle of the pain in the middle of the hurt all of a sudden it, it turns to this praise it, it turns into this just adoration this, this God I know you're faithful and God I know you've always been there pour out your heart to him in praise would y'all stand with me as the worship, sings, worship team sings sing along you're near to the brokenhearted, Lord. God, as we've talked over these last four weeks now, Lord Jesus, different postures, ways in, in which we approach you, ways in which we worship you, Lord, I, I pray that, that part of knowing and understanding your love, Father, would be the freedom in coming before you and pouring out our hearts to you. I want to take a quick moment and please every head bowed every eye closed I'm not looking to embarrass anybody or call anybody out but man I my heart breaks for those that are hurting and, and I know God made me if my heart's breaking his heart's as torn as anything I can't even imagine he's daddy I want to pray for those that are maybe in the, the middle of a difficult time A difficulty could be something as, as simple as a decision for tomorrow or, or it could be you've never felt more alone you're questioning if God is even real maybe if right now your cry out to God is one from a place of pain maybe questions confusion disappointment anger fear whatever the case may be in your life if there's a, a special prayer you need man I, I really do I want to pray for you where you're at I want to pray that you'd be able to push through the pain and see the faithfulness of God experience him in a more intimate way than you ever have before where you're just real before him and and in being real before him all of a sudden you realize you've you, you've developed a relationship that it's so much deeper than you could have imagined because he would do whatever it takes to bring you to a point of total trust in him if that's you this morning if you're here right now or if you're online listening to the words I'm saying and that's you if, if you'd lift up your hands here if you would type in the comment bar I need prayer we have a pastor online that's ready to pray with you too type in but you Lord 
If that's you, if you'd lift your hands right now across this room, I just want to pray for you where you're at. Amen, amen, amen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome. Awesome, 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 awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. God, I, I thank you this morning. I stand here, Lord, with those that are experiencing difficulty in whatever form, whatever fashion that is in their life, Lord Jesus, you know. You know the intimate details of every individual who's hurting. God, I, I pray that right now that your power, your spirit would do something that only you can do. That even in the midst of the turmoil and the anguish, Lord God, as they cry out, that they would, they would sense a peace, a presence that goes beyond our, our ability to understand. That, God, your presence would be enough in their life. That they would realize that they can trust you with everything. God, I know that you hurt with us. And I pray this morning, Father, that we would see that we have the freedom to pour out our hearts before you. To cry out, to even shout out and say, God, I, I don't understand. This, this doesn't seem fair. But, Lord, I, I pray that as we do that you'd help us to do it from, uh, from a posture of worship, knowing, Lord God, that you're good, that you long to be needed by, by your children, Father. We were created to live in relationship with you. And right now, Lord, we acknowledge our need for you. I pray, God, that, that you, would, you would move mountains in people's lives. You would heal the sick, Lord Jesus. That you would restore the broken, Father, those that feel like they've been left behind, Lord Jesus. It would be lifted up. Those that feel forsaken, those that feel alone, Lord Jesus, would know. Those that may be crying themselves to sleep at night, Father. Or even just the anguish alone, Lord God, of not being able to sleep at night. Lord, I, I pray right now that, that there would be rest and peace that comes only from you. That you would do miracles, Lord Jesus, in our lives. We thank you in advance, Lord Jesus, for, for all that you're going to do, for all that you've done, Lord, for what you're doing now and for all that you will. Because, God, we know your ways are higher than ours, your thoughts higher than ours, Lord Jesus, your purpose better than any life that I could imagine, your, your reason for me, Lord God, so much better than any idea I could ever have for myself, Lord God. And so right now, we choose to trust in you. We choose to trust in you, Lord Jesus. It's in the name of your son we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's lift our voices one more time. There's nothing that's better than you. For nothing is better than you. Come on, church, sing it loud, sing it proud. Come on, God, we cry out to
that you would look down upon us, Father. That you would be gracious. You would give us peace. Father, we thank you for who are who you are, Lord God. Everything that you do in and through our lives, the seen and the unseen too. And today, Lord God, we we take 2020, put it behind us, and we trust your purpose for this next year, Lord God. We seek your will. Not our, our, not our dreams necessarily, Lord God, but your will. We seek you first, Lord Jesus. It's in the name of your son we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Guys, y'all have a wonderful, wonderful end of